It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp and Lemonade. It's Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to a fiscally irresponsible Friday. It is also the second football Friday of the year. We are jacked up here on the morning five. We have Friday night lights tonight. We have the Braves going. We have some recap of the Falcons today. Uh, but let's start first with, uh, with, with it's National Banana Split today. On August, uh, Friday, August 25th, it is National Banana Split Day. I love a banana split. I mean, Varsity Blues, if, if it taught me anything, it's that a banana split can solve any problems whatsoever. Any problems you have. Banana splits will solve them. Thank you, Varsity Blues, for teaching me that valuable, valuable life lesson. I bet Buttered Utter would make an awesome banana split. I don't know if they make banana splits. Uh, I've never had a banana split from Buttered Utter. I bet they're awesome. I know Sweet Treats downtown in Villarica has an insane banana split. They actually made me a banana split milkshake one time that was really, really great. We, uh... We get into fights in this household over some of the desserts and some of the treats at Sweet Treats Bar when we bring them home. But I bet I bet the banana split, if Butter Dutter did it, would be really good. And I know Sweet Treats in Villarica has an elite banana split. This weekend, the Braves are taking on the Giants. Our Braves that are just rolling right now. They are heading out to the West Coast for a bit of a West Coast swing. Uh, they got the Giants this weekend for three. Then they travel over to Colorado. And then they travel down to L.A. to see our good friend uh, Freddie Freeman for a four-game set next weekend. But we start out in San Francisco this weekend. Strider versus Webb tonight. Uh, Freed versus To Be Announced on Saturday. And then To Be Announced versus To Be Announced on Sunday. That should be a good outing. To Be Announced right now undefeated on the season with a perfect record. So it should be an interesting outing on Sunday night. Sunday night's game is at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Tomorrow's game on FS1 at 4.05 and tonight's game. 10.15. Start time's not until 10.15, uh, and it will be on ESPN+. Plus. I will not see a single second of tonight's game. Uh, we got much more important matters going on out here in West Georgia other than Braves baseball. We got high school football going on tonight. So I'll catch the highlights of Spencer Strider striking out 13 batters in San Francisco and the Braves winning out there. Although I do have a couple bets. I do have a couple soft-earned dollar bets uh, that we will need to hit. I got some I got some big dogs this weekend. I'm going with big dogs on the soft-earned dollar segment this weekend. Uh, and one of them involves the Braves out there in Giants. I, you know what? I think we're going to see some balls flying to McCovey Cove. I think we're going to get some of our Braves flying into McCovey Cove. I wish they had an over-under for how many balls are going to get hit in McCovey Cove. I'd say three and a half. I'd set the I'd set the bar at three and a half, and I'd go over. Uh, I'd go over. Strider right now, man. In the month of August, is an absolute machine. I mean, other than his outing versus Pittsburgh, where he was not sharp at all. And sometimes you have that as a starter. It is what it is. Uh, Pittsburgh, he went two and two thirds, giving up six earned runs. Uh, not his great. Not not his best uh, game of the season by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but he goes against L.A. to start the start the month off. He goes six and two-thirds, one earned run. You skip the Pittsburgh start. 
He pitches against the Mets, seven innings pitched, no earned runs, and six Ks. And then last time out, he faced the Giants, went seven innings, zero earned runs, and 10 Ks. So hopefully the Giants haven't figured him out. It'll be back-to-back starts against the Giants. I, I'm, I'm banking that we are going to have a similar uh, stat line from Spencer Strider right now. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, and 10 Ks. I think he's going to be somewhere around that tonight. 14-4 and four on the season, 3-5-7 ERA with a 108 whip for Spencer Strider so far this year. Over on the other side, the guy is going to be facing uh, Logan Webb for the Giants. is 9-9 nine and nine on the season with a 3.36 ERA, 162 Ks, and a 109 whip. So Logan Webb also a uh, pretty good pitcher over there for the Giants. He's having a bit of a rougher uh, August than Spencer Strider is, but not by much. Uh, Spencer Strider and him, Spencer Strider and Logan Webb having a really good uh, August. Spencer Strider having just a bit better August than Webb. Uh, Webb in his last four starts has gone seven innings against the D-backs, five and two-thirds against the Angels, eight and two-thirds, almost a complete game against the Rangers. And the last time out, he faced Atlanta, went six innings, giving up four earned runs and only striking out five. He's got a 2-6-3 ERA in the month of August, so it should be a good matchup tonight versus the Giants. Got to stay up late for this one if you want to watch it. It's a 10:30 start. It will be, or 10:15 start, excuse me. It will be on ESPN Plus. I'm sure it'll be on one of the Bally stations and then it'll be also be on uh 680 the Fan. Last night the Falcons wrapped up their preseason with a loss to the Steelers. Big loss to the Steelers. Lost 24 to nothing. Got blanked. And I don't think it is any cause for concern because obviously last night you got guys like Logan Woodside. He was your starting quarterback essentially for the entire, or your quarterback for the entire game. Tyler Heineke played a little bit, but I think he only played maybe four snaps total, maybe. At, at running back, Carlos Washington Jr. and Godwin were your two running backs. Neither one of them are going to see the field much in the regular season. Uh, Keelan Harris, Matthew Sexton, Arcia or Arcega Whiteside, like those were your wide receivers last night. You didn't have Pitts out there. You didn't have Drake London out there. Cordero Patterson, Tyler Igier, Bijan Robinson, Drake London. None of those players played. It was it last night was the third preseason game, but it was the last preseason game. So it's essentially you're going to see the same starters that you would of uh, a couple of years ago in the fourth preseason game. You're not going to see any of them. The the, the Falcons end with a one one and one record in the uh, in the preseason, which is. Kind of hilarious. I, I wonder how many times it's happened. A one-one-one. What? This is the. This is the third. Is this the second year of three preseason games? I think it's the second year of preseason games. So if it had, if it didn't happen last year, this year was probably the first year that a one-one-one team ever happened. That's crazy. Uh, I think the only thing you can take away from last night is the offensive line, the secondary offensive line that the Falcons had out there playing against the Steelers. They weren't getting a very good push up front, man. Uh, and I don't know how many of the Steelers defensive line starters were playing. I know the Falcons had the majority of their backup O-line in, but I think that's one thing you can take away from the game last night and be a little concerned about is that, uh, you know, we've already seen Hennessy go down for the year for the Falcons, and it doesn't look like the depth of the offensive line is there for the Falcons this year. So if you get any any more personnel going down in the offensive line for the Falcons, I think it is cause for concern. Um, just because of how big the pass or how big the rushing attack is going to be for the Falcons this year. And that that backup offensive line last night for the Falcons could not get any push, could not get any push whatsoever. Uh, and they were, I mean, I think they allowed six sacks last night, not doing a great job of pass protection. 
So the, the starting lineup, or the starting offensive line for the Falcons, I think is going to be about middle of the road this year. They're not going to be great, but they're certainly not going to be as bad as they were last year. But the backups for the Falcons, the backup offensive line this year, man, it's, it's, it's worrisome. It's very worrisome at a position that you, you always lose one or two guys on the offensive line every single season. It, it's just how it is. That's a, that's a war of attrition type uh, position down there. I mean, you're beating and banging every single play. So the backup offensive line, I don't know if there's anybody out there that the Falcons could go get to maybe sure up that offensive line. I don't know if there's any free agent, veteran free agents out there still um, that the Falcons could bring in in, in the uh, case of uh, an injury. But I think that's one thing to keep in the back of your mind is the backup offensive line, the backup offensive lineman. Not great. Not great for the Falcons. Logan Woodside looked decent last night. I mean, slung the pill around a little bit. Went 24 for 31, 196 yards. No tutties, no interceptions. Uh, he got sacked four times for, for 30 yards. Had a 92-9, a 92-9 the game. Uh, it's kind of ironic. They carry the Falcons games. But he had a 92-9 quarterback rating last night. But the rushing attack was the only thing that concerned me. And the fact that it was the the backup, the backups versus backups, essentially. I'm not too worried about it. But, uh, but only 40 yards on 19 carries, averaging 2.1 yards per touch. Not good. Not good. But once again, put it in take it with a grain of salt because it was all backups versus essentially I I know the Steelers had their starting lineup in there a lot more than the Falcons did. I mean, Naj Harris started this game. Um, Kenny Pickett started this game. Georgie Pickens, Deontay Johnson. So the Steelers had some of their starters in, I think it was only one or two series. That might have played into it, but something to keep in your back of your mind. Offensive line backups for the Falcons. Not, not fantastic. Not fantastic. All right, let's get into our Friday Night Lights segment of the podcast tonight. We have a bunch of games going on in our area that I cannot wait to, to break down now and then listen and see how they go tonight. Uh, Bremen is at Harrelson County. This is the 30th meeting between those two uh, storied high schools. A nice cross-county rivalry between those two. I'm excited for this. I think Bremen is going to be a sleeper team this year. I've said that a, b- a bunch. To anybody to anybody that'll listen, I have said that it'll be a uh, it, it'll be it'll be a sleeper team. I mean, I, I think Bremen is really good this year. Uh, Bremen leads the series overall total 19 to 10, although the last two times that these two teams have met have both gone Harrelson County's way 14 to 15 in 2022 and 35 to 16 in 2021. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what what uh, Rooster Russell and Scott PV dial up for tonight. I'm going to take Bremen in this one. I'm taking Bremen. You know, we talked about the Max Preps lines yesterday. It's essentially a pick 'em game. It's a, the spread is zero. Um, so I'm taking Bremen. I think Bremen is underrated right now, and uh, they're going to come out victorious tonight. The game of the week for TM5 and Hometown Sports Media Central is playing host to Bowden. Bowden is the only, or uh, Central is the only team last year that gave Bowden any blemishes on their schedule. Bowden uh, almost undefeated, not they had uh, they had one loss last year. Almost undefeated state champions last year. The only loss they had all year on their schedule was a thirty-five to twenty loss to uh, Central last week or last year in week two. Same week they're playing them this week, so it'll be interesting to see them go out there, travel to the uh, what I'm going to call the Lions Den. Um, and, uh, and and see if they can take down the Central Lions. Looked really good last year, or last week. They have a new coach out there, Umbre Brown, who's trying to unlock that offense, and uh, those Lions trying to play to, to the potential of the talent that they have out there. I think that was one team that played a little bit 
a little bit underwhelming last year at times for the Central Lions. So it'll be interesting to see what Central can do with Bowden. Bowden needs to get that offensive uh, offensive attack clicking, man. No, no Kerbo this year, and the offense down at Manchester just didn't look like it was firing on all cylinders. Just didn't look ready to go. Um, they are uh, the the Bowden Red Devils lead this matchup twenty one to fourteen historically. Although the last three times these teams have met, Central has won the matchup thirty five to twenty last year, fourteen to nothing in two thousand fifteen, and thirty four to nothing in two thousand fourteen. Uh, so the Bowden Red Devils looking to not lose four consecutively to the Central Lions in this rivalry and not start the season off to uh, 0-2 after that first loss in the week number one down in Manchester. I'm going to take the Central Lions. I think Bowden's got a lot of talent. I just think that talent hasn't figured out how to play together yet. Uh, it's going to be... They're going to have to progress over the season, Bowden is. They're going to have to grow together and find the chemistry and find how they play together. I'm taking Central in this one. I think Central looked like they were in midseason form. I'm excited to see what J.R. Harris can do in a more challenging atmosphere. Last week, it wasn't very challenging for J.R. Harris against Redan. Uh, he threw six passes, and I felt like all six of those went for touchdowns. They didn't, but it seemed like they did. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds. Uh, Carrollton versus South Paulding. Carrollton coming off a week one loss to Langston Hughes. Uh, they're, I believe, double digit, t- or, uh, uh, yeah, double digit touchdown, or double, double, double touchdown favorites. Two touchdowns favorites. I can't talk this morning. They're an eighteen point favorite uh, against South Paulding. They are uh, at home trying to uh, trying to get back on the right foot uh, against South Paulding after the after the fall to Langston Hughes. I just, I just don't see, I don't see any way South Paulding can win this game. I, I really don't. I think South Paulding's got a good squad this year, but I don't think there is, a, I don't think there's any way that South Paulding comes out, comes out with a victory after leaving Carrollton this weekend. Carrollton three and zero against South Paulding historically. In 2022, they won 40 or 28 to 21, close game uh, last year against South Paulding. Then in 2021, Carrollton won 40 to 13, and in 2020. Carrollton won 41-21. Give me the Carrollton Trojans over the South Paulding Patriots. Is that what they are? Uh, Mount Zion, they are traveling up to Greenville. Hometown Sports Media will have that game for you as well, as well as the Central versus Bowden game. Uh, Mount Zion traveling up to Greenville. Kenny will be up there on that call. This is an interesting game, man. This is a very, very interesting game. I think Greenville is favored by two touchdowns. I know Mount Zion didn't look phenomenal, in the uh, in the first couple of scrimmages that we saw, and they had an off week last week, just uh, just like um, uh, Villarica did. They had a, they had an off week just like Villarica did. So this will be interesting. I mean, right now Mount Zion has a losing record against Greenville. They're one and four overall. Uh, they lost. They won last year though, forty three to nothing. But the three or the four previous games lost thirteen to eight, forty five to nothing, fifty five to seven, and twenty two to eleven. But all of those were way way back when. Uh, 99, 98, 79, 78. So none of that really holds any water in this year. I, I think the 43 to nothing drumming last year, I I think it's going to repeat itself, man. I know Greenville's a two-touchdown favorite. Or, uh, uh, excuse me, Mount Zion's a two-touchdown favorite. Excuse me. Mount Zion is a two-touchdown favorite. Um, and I would have to take them, man. I think Mount Zion's going to win big this this weekend. I think it's going to be 35 to nothing. Give me 35 to nothing or, or, or a 35 to seven with a late touchdown by Greenville kind of in, in garbage time. So give me the Mount Zion Eagles uh, to win this one against Greenville up in Greenville. Christian Heritage. Uh, Temple Tigers are on the road. Young Jackson Gribben getting his first test as a young sophomore quarterback 
on the road versus Christian Heritage. Corey Nix taking the team up there. I talked to Corey Nix yesterday, and he was ta- he likes to talk about stepping stones for Temple. You know, we want to get here, and then after we get to that stepping stone, we want to go here, and then here, and then here. And, you know, I was telling him, is beating Christian Heritage one of the stepping stones for the season? Because you lost to him 21-6 to last year, and he said, absolutely, absolutely it is. Last week, Temple took care of business, uh, beating Pike County, putting up over 300 rushing yards. Jackson Gribben looking really, really good. Manny Watkins laying the boom on people. Jace Glenn running all over. It'll be interesting to see if they can do that again up in Christian Heritage. I think they do. I think they do. I know Christian Heritage is favored in this game. Christian Heritage favored in this game by just one point. It's essentially a pick'em game. I think Temple goes up there and handles business. I think Temple, uh, two teams that I think are vastly underrated in our area right now are Temple's football and Temple's softball. Two of those teams are very, very underrated right now. I think Temple goes up to Christian Heritage and uh, and takes care of business. I see him coming out with at least a touchdown win. I'm going to say 28-14. 28-14, Temple Tigers roll versus Christian Heritage tonight. And then the game that I will be on, Hebron Christian traveling to Villarica and Sam McIntyre Stadium coming in. Austin Barron, his first ever uh, football game as a head coach out here in Villarica. What's the... Austin Barron, um, what's the Austin Barron era going to look like here in Villarica? Hebron Christian has got some dudes, man. They got some dudes all over the place. They got a lot of uh, a lot of kids that transferred out of Buford. Um, they got uh, they got two D one commits at D tackle. The John brothers, they are huge. They are monstrous. They got some really quick athletic DNs. It's go. This game is going to depend on our offensive line versus their defensive line. We're going to be fine defensively. I think we're going to get pressure on their quarterback. I don't, it's not going to be a high-scoring game for Christian Heritage. I don't, or excuse me, for a Hebron Christian. I don't believe. I don't think Hebron Christian is going to put up the 70 spot like they did against Chastity last week. Um, I think this is going to be. A, I think this is going to be like a 21-28, 14-21 affair. And I, I think our Villarica Wildcats are going to come out on top, man. I liked. I liked what our offensive line looked like versus Harrelson County. Uh, Hebron Christian does have a bit more dudes and a little more athletic defensive ends than uh, Harrelson County does, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what we do with them. But I think we have enough firepower in our offense, man, that we're going to be able to put up points. And I, I just, I have a feeling. I have a feeling around this Villarica team that there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of potential. And I think it's gonna I think it's gonna come together in week week two technically, but week one for the Villarica Wildcats. Uh, and I think we come out of this with a, I'm going to say 20, 28 to 21 victory, 28 to 21 victory over Hebron Christian start the year off one and zero. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in softball. Bowden falls to Temple 10 to six. I tell you folks that Temple Tiger softball team is sneaky good. They take down number one ranked Bowden last night, 10 to six. They also beat Lamar County earlier this week. I, believe, I think they beat them four to one. So that Temple Tigers uh, that Temple Tiger softball team is getting the attention of a lot of people out here on the west side. Bremen beats Kahula Creek. No surprise there. Bremen should be the number one team in the state. I, I still don't understand why they rank them number five. Bremen is Bremen is phenomenal. Bremen is really phenomenal. 13-1 victory over uh, that bourbon Kahula Creek. Carrollton beats Heard County 7-6. Big win. Big win for the Lady Trojans, taking down number two Heard County. Uh, the Trojans are having a, a bit of a struggle this year, a bit of a tough year. Um, and it's nice to see them get on the, in the win column, a big win over a good program against Heard County. Kind of funny, Callie Barron, former Heard County Brave, now Carrollton Trojan head coach in softball, takes down her old team. Uh, Central Falls to Heritage, 4-3. to three. Heritage is a great, great softball team. I think they've 
they played uh, going into last night's game. They played nine games, and I think they've only allowed ten runs all year in nine games. Um, so Central battling with them, unfortunately falling short, but a four to three loss, man. You gotta feel you, you almost gotta take the small moral victories and come away and say, you know, we we scored we scored more on them than just about any other softball team has this year. Uh, Villarica beats Chapel Hill eleven to nothing in softball. I'm I'm ninety percent sure that Villarica has still not allowed a run in region play so far. I don't think they've allowed a single earned run or a run, you know, at all in region play. Zero runs. Zero runs allowed in region play uh, so far for Villarica, and that's sort of what you expect with the region they have. Uh, in volleyball, Carrollton falls to Villarica 3-2 to two last night at Villarica. Really good competition, really good contest going back and forth. On the Smith's floor-covering games and events calendar for this weekend, football is all we got. Bremen at Harrelson County, Central at home versus Bowden, Carrollton at home versus South Paulding, Mount Zion on the road at Greenville Christian Heritage uh, at home versus Temple, and Hebron Christian on the road. They are coming into Sam McIntyre Stadium in Villarica. That is your Smith's floor-coverings games and events calendar. Uh, let's get to the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars Locks of the Week. Right now, I am at 199.78. Billy at 270.70. Uh, we both started off with $15 a piece, and we have worked our way up to uh, over a combined $400 on the year. So doing a, doing a lot with the investment. I'm going with dogs. Long shot dogs all day long this weekend. I'm going long shot dogs all day this weekend on the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars segment. The first pick, give me Marcelo Zuna to hit a home run tonight at plus 560. Marcelo Zuna has been one of the hottest players in baseball over the past week, week and a half. He has been absolutely hitting moonshots and monster dingers left and right. Give me Marcelo Zuna to hit a home run tonight at a plus 560. On Sunday in the Netherlands at Zandvoort, I think Haas is going to bring some upgrades over the summer break, and they're going to have a very good competitive F1 car on Sunday morning. Give me both Haas cars finishing in the points at a plus 3,400. Huge long odds. Both Haas cars, one of the worst teams in the grid, but I think they're bringing some very significant upgrades over the summer break to Zandvoort. Uh, give me both Haas cars finishing in the points at 3,400. And then on uh, on Saturday night in Daytona, give me Ryan Blaney to win in Daytona at a plus 1,200 and capture his second victory of the year. So I have long odds. I have Marcelo Zuna to hit a home run tonight, plus 560. Both Haas cars to finish in the points at a plus 3,400. And Ryan Blaney to win at Daytona at plus 1,200. All right, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert be real estate group former wwe champion bray wyatt dies at the age of 36 he's been uh battling an undisclosed medical issue for the better part of this year and i just kind of caught up to him last night uh he got had a heart attack had a heart attack last night 36 dude I, I didn't know bray wyatt was that young that's um that's really young that's really really young to lose your life has a heart attack so t's and p's go out to uh, all of his family and everything. Say a prayer for Bray Wyatt and his family. Um, never want to use lose somebody that young. That, that's really, really sad. Uh, A's owner Fisher says Vegas relocation application field points finger at Oakland. Uh, apparently that uh, the, the A's owner is going back and forth with the with the relocation committee in, in Vegas. Um, they've, they formally submitted their application for re- relocation to the MLB. 
Uh, they want to put a team in Vegas, obviously. It just sucks, man. The fans are there in Oakland. The, the A's are a very well-supported team. They're a very old franchise. It's been there for forever, I feel like. And the fact that because the owner doesn't want to dump money into the franchise, that it's, it's just dwindling and dying. It sucks, man, because if that owner pumps money into the franchise and Oakland is competitive, like the fans are going to show up. They've showed that. Like, go, go look. When was, when was there? When was Oakland's really big run? In the 2000s when they were really good historically? And, I mean, it was packed. It was sold out every single night. And when you when you dump money into the team and when you give the fans a good team to cheer for and, and don't trade away all your all your big stars for assets, I, the Oakland fans show up. And it's um it's sad, man. First the Raiders and, and now now the A's and it's uh it's really sad. It's really sad. The Oakland A's look like they're gonna be moving to Vegas. I'm not sure when, but sooner rather than later. Uh Nationals World Series MVP Steven Strasburg to retire. I know he's been battling some injuries. Um, but uh but Stra- Strasburg's decision to retire was uh first reported on September uh, uh, uh September 9th is when they expect an official announcement to come from Strasburg. But people inside of his camp and a bunch of sources are leaking it out that the 2019 World Series MVP uh, has decided to hang it up. He was really good, man. Number one pick. Uh, You always kind of, if he was healthy, you never wanted to face him. The fact that the Nationals benched him and shut him down, uh, that will never sit well with me. That'll never sit well with me when they they benched him and sat him down. I I don't like that. Keep playing. He wasn't injured. They just didn't want him to have fatigue. Uh, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy carted off with hamstring injury that is probably going to sideline him for the better part of this season. Um, the the, uh, the Broncos head coach Sean Payton said after they get the MRI, they will see where they are at with the injury. But the hamstring injury from the videos that I've seen and kind of the reports that I've read doesn't look great, man. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what it is, but I think he's going to miss probably at least four to six games. I would assume this year, uh, and today in 1996, the 96 U S golf amateur champion was won by tiger woods, beating Phil Mickelson. And, uh, both of those guys going on to have a uh, pretty good, pretty good careers in golf. Uh, but for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. This has been the football Friday, fiscally irresponsible Friday portion of TM5. Don't forget, you can listen to all the action on Hometown Sports Media tonight. We will have Central versus Bowden, Mount Zion at Greenville, and Villarica playing host to Hebron Christian. Tune in and listen to all the action. Listen to pregame, postgame. We will have it all for you on Hometown Sports Media. We will see you all on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!